The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's Are You Not Entertained? Now here's your host, Ed Nathanson. What's up, dudes? I'm back again. And Dave. Yes, sir. I'm sorry to say I'm angry again. Oh, my goodness. What I a, am. <laughs> our <laughs> listeners are not shocked. In fact, I think I know they're about we, to they, be entertained. We're going to have a lot of these, unfortunately, George in a row. Upset. Yes, the Ed's getting upset ones are, are here because there's Ed's just, getting upset. Okay, there's just so much that's pissing me off in the world today. And this whole rant comes from two different places. One is it's a follow up to a very popular episode I did earlier with you, which you might recall talking about PC culture run amok. Yeah, too far. Uh, right. And what got me thinking about this is another article that came up and updated one of the one I referenced the last time. But secondly, is this fucking Peloton commercial? That happened. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep, yep. Okay. So I didn't listen to it yet. I know your cohort, Kerry, did a whole podcast on this with this. And I'm sure their take is what everyone was saying about there about this Peloton ad being so offensive and tone deaf or whatever fucking thing they want to say. I don't think I think they were a little bit more nuanced. But in fairness, I was here, but I wasn't really paying attention. All right. OK, <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'll go back and listen. Again. All right. I'm going to listen. Yeah. And I love Kerry to death. Yeah. Um, OK, I'm going to say this. Maybe it's because I'm a dude. I see no problem. With this ad. Give everyone the 30-second right. version. Or I will if you want. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, so yeah. It, you, you jump in where yes, I'm incorrect. Yeah. It's it's an ad about Peloton, which is, of course, the, the, the in-home I bicycle machine. I own one machine. myself. Okay. Yes. And is the shtick that, that you look at the screen and you see yeah. you're, you're driving right. places yes. and that makes it fun. They have classes on there. Yeah. They have classes yeah. so you mm-hmm. inter- actually interact with people. Yeah. Okay. And so the woman is, is it um, like... She's uh, late thirties, maybe, or something like that. She's married, maybe young thirties, thin, yep. thin, yeah, yeah. very attractive woman. Yes. And apparently, her the premise of the ad is the husband has given her a Peloton machine for Christmas or something. Yep. And she looks a little like like half happy, but half sort of bewildered and scared. Like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. Right. And then as the ad goes on, she apparently like loves it and flourishes and thanks her husband at the end. It changed yes. my life. Thanks so much. Right. Okay. So I get where women are coming from, and maybe just not women. I don't want to say just women. People are coming from when they say that, well, she's already thin, and right. what an insulting thing to do to give this woman a gift who's already thin to make herself better for you. Right. I get that perspective. And she seems to be in some kind of prison placed there by her husband. Like, right. well, like, like you, well, that was one of the criticisms. Okay. That it looks like it's like you better you know, stay in the house and ride this <laughs> fucking Peloton. Although he never I don't says know where that he yet. never yeah. says that. And <laughs> no. I don't know where that I think people are putting their assumptions and their right. I want to be offended on just about everything, which is where a lot of this rant's coming from. How do you know the backstory of that was maybe she asked for a yeah. Peloton for right. Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we immediately assume it's 30 fucking seconds. Right. Yeah. Or maybe we a immediately minute, I don't assume know, that yeah. this is an evil man. Forcing his societal expectations of how women should look and damn it, you should work that way. Where the fuck in the commercial does it say anything like that? Yeah. Uh, do I not see? Maybe again, I'm a guy. Maybe I'm missing this perspective. Maybe I'm oblivious because I'm ignorant. I'm trying to think, would it be different? I mean, it would be different. And would they have avoided the problem completely if the genders had been swapped? And if, uh, and if, or if it wait, had been well, a same-sex couple, I'm saying, why would, yeah, but why wouldn't men be saying offended if it was a thin guy saying, "What? I'm not good enough for you." I mean, again, like we're just looking to things to be offensive. 
But yeah, and I don't know, maybe I'll sound chauvinistic in thinking this. I don't think the guys would have a problem with it. I don't think the guys I would wouldn't. Care. Right, I wouldn't either, but... But you know what? It, it, your point is, uh, I'm going beyond your point. Yeah. Your point is simply, it's, it's, it's a, the criticism is a vast overreaction to what vast the thing is. Vast overreaction. Yeah. And, and listen to this. You know what it cost them, that commercial, in far as stock price? Yeah. This bums me out, actually. $942 million. That's insane. Because of the outrage mob. You would think it might. <laughs> and you would. Not, I, almost a billion dollars. You would think it might be the, uh, well, the stock. Okay, so that's what stock. Yes. So I'd like to see over time how it affects their sales. Because it, it might actually help their sales. Because a lot because a lot of people have never even heard of Peloton. Right. Well, I I love it. Yeah. I love it. I have my own. And why, I, why and I love is, it. Why is it so much better than the, I have the treadmill, not the bike. Okay. But because I you have people telling me what to do to help me with an exercise and they're doing it with community okay. of other people. You can see how and it's it motivates me. Is I don't it, know why. Is it live or just video? Both. Okay. Yeah. And it, I don't know why it motivates me, but it does. No, I'm believe it or not, this 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 F piece of S, right, <laughs> is running three to five miles you told a day me, now. Yeah, I'm yeah, impressed. That's right. great. But I don't want to be that douche talking about exercise. <laughs> so forget that. <laughs> right. Okay. So this article came out a follow up to the one that I referenced about six months ago. This is the ten examples of ridiculous PC culture today. Oh. Right. Now again, I have to say for the woke people out there who want to cancel me immediately after listening <laughs> to this, I am a very progressive person. My philosophy is I don't have politics. I just want everyone to be happy. Whatever makes people happy, do it, right? right? And I think that PC culture in and of itself comes from a great place. It comes from a place of people wanting to be respectful of other people yep. and be nice and caring. How could I be against that in any way, shape, or form? Yep. But I think it's to become police state. Again, I just have to say it. It's like these this group of very vocal people on social media who decide are the arbiters of what's good and right. And it's judgmental on both sides of the political spectrum. Yes. Like when, when the... When the gay marriage thing was going on in, in Massachusetts in particular, it was, it was, you know, our our court was the first to take it up. And one of the most sort of insidious opinions that, that I thought was out there was the fact that people thought that, you know, your marriage should not be allowed because I feel that what you're doing in your home and your th- and I may never even see you, but right. I think you Ridiculous. two don't deserve to Ridiculous. be together. And in like manner... It's it's weird because it's the other end of the political spectrum, but they're saying I don't think you should be able to do commercials that have some whiff of of chauvinism or some sort of maybe little suggestion of this or that. You know, yeah. uh, who anointed these people to be the arbiters of culture? Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, so these are examples. All right, here we go. Again, over the top ones. The first one is <laughs> in quotes spring spheres. Spring spheres. <laughs> yes. Yep. A Seattle school, I'm reading from the article, is now calling Easter eggs spring spheres to avoid insulting those children who do not celebrate Easter. What? <laughs> uh, I think um, you should give each of these a score of one to ten on the Ed Absurdometer. All right. How absurd it is. That's a fifteen. No, on but, that scale of ten. No, come on, because they're going right. to be. T- is that a ten right. or is that a nine? That's or, a ten. That's a ten. That's a ten. Okay. That's. I mean, how. Easter is a holiday. Mm-hmm. People celebrate it. Because you don't celebrate it, it's now offensive to you to call an Easter egg yeah. painted things that look like specifically for this holiday. That's That sounds like, I know it's real, but it's, it actually sounds like a farcical article. No, you there's know? actually but, a link to the uh, news anchors okay. discussing this story. Oh, and it says that they couldn't even cover their faces without laughing. They were laughing so hard. Uh, well, at least they're laughing. Yes, yeah, but it's, it's real. Okay. But it's real, yeah. Dave. All right. 
Okay. The next one is do not expect people to be on time. Clemson University's quote unquote <laughs> diversity benefits for higher education initiative, which cost the school more than $25,000, said that it's culturally quote unquote insensitive to expect people to arrive on time. Why? Because time may be fluid in some cultures. What? <laughs> you know what this might This is real. You know what this might come from is there, there is a, a running joke among the African American community that black people don't show up on time. Like th- 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 that might be a cultural thing with them, and I think some some militant person maybe translated that into you're being insane. You know what? <laughs> if you're late for something, you're just it's fucking insensitive. But you're insensitive to the other person. It has nothing to do with. Oh, good lord! It's it's out of control. That this is a thing. This is a real thing. Yeah. Dave, again, I want to be respectful of everybody. You're, I don't want, you're always early to everything. Everything, set, by the way. That's how I was raised. Right. But um, but do you, uh, you know, put people down with, with racial epithets when they show up a little bit late? I do not. I do not. <laughs> just for the record. Have you seen The Irishman yet? Yes. Okay. So I loved it. I know a lot of people are shitting on we it. We should talk yeah, about that. I, I really liked I it, I loved too. it. Yep. I didn't just like it. I loved it. Yeah. And I saw all the comments you were taking in, and I just I don't engage in online banter, but I wanted to. <laughs> um, with that being said, why I brought that up? Do you yes. remember the scene? One of my favorite scenes in the movie I is know exactly Pacino and uh, Pro. Yeah, and he shows up like 15 minutes late to right. their meeting in Florida, and 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 Pacino does this great speech about being on time. Yeah, and being that's like it's just common sense. Right. It's it's decency. I kind of agreed with them on the 10 minutes. Yes. I think 10 minutes is an absolute cutoff. If you're going to be later than 10 minutes, you better have texted, emailed, or called. Yes. And explained. Yes. Yeah. But apparently we can't say that anymore to be on time because it's culturally insensitive. Well, for those that sometimes show up late like me, I want you to channel the great Freddie Mercury as depicted in Bohemian Rhapsody when he showed up late and said, I'm a performer, darling, not a Swiss train <laughs> right. conductor. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Next is, quote unquote, take off your hoops. What was that on the Ed Absurdo meter? Also 10? Oh, 10. Okay. Off the charts, 10. <laughs> okay. Um, right about to bust the thermometer. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry, I lost it for a second. It's take off your hoops. A Pitzer College resident assistant sent out a camp. I don't know what Pitzer College is, but mm-hmm. apparently it's a thing. Sent out a campus-wide email declaring it was unacceptable for white girls to wear hoop earrings because wearing them was culturally offensive to the black and brown bodies who typically wear hooped earrings. See, that's again, they're trying to stop racism and they're being racist. They're saying different races should do different things. Right. Yeah. But, uh, I. <sighs> this is like the, um, we, we had an example of this early with like the hairstyle, the the. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. Cornrows. Yes, right. right. Yeah. Just do what you want. Whatever makes you happy. Yeah. <laughs> right. right? Like, Pitts, again. Pitzer College is in Claremont, California. All right, there you go. Ranked well, number 35. That makes in sense. Level, yeah, okay. That makes sense. I'm willing to bet it's somewhere near <clears throat> San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Claremont is. <laughs> okay. Next is, the title of this one is, Your Chair is Sexist. <laughs> in a recent article, and they're linked to all of this in the article, Jane Bone said the furniture haunts kids and that furniture haunts kids and symbolizes, quote unquote, the undervalued nature of teaching young children. Mrs. Bone or Miss, Mr. Mrs. Bone for sorry for not being PC, it says I'm reading this verbatim, <laughs> believes that chairs as objects that furnish human lives can also haunt those lives and give contradictory messages of power, comfort and suffering. Well, that's the rantings of an insane person. I mean, isn't it? <laughs> it's a, what the fuck are we talking about? Chairs. <laughs> it's like yeah. Alan Iverson. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice, people. <laughs> not yeah. a game. 
Not a game. But what does she want? <laughs> what, is, what, is this, what does this person want to do? I don't know. I don't know. Get rid of chairs? I, I don't know. Just beanbags only yeah, or what? I don't know. This next one's ridiculous. Right. Returning residents in quotes and quote unquote history of substance abuse. In August 2019, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors issued a statement calling for felons, juvenile delinquents, and drug addicts to be rebranded. And here's the quote. We don't want people to be forever labeled for their worst things that they have done. Fine, I get that. According to the San Francisco Chronicle, from now on, felons released back into society are to be known as returning residents. Oh, no. no. Or former justice-involved persons. Oh, good Lord. Juvenile delinquents are now called young people with justice system involvement. <laughs> And drug yes. addicts are just people with history of substance abuse. Don't you dare say abuse, though. Well, oh, good Lord. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm trying to think if I was if I was an addict and had recovered, and I'm being described as a re- recovering, oh, is recovering addict still okay? Or was no, it not, no, that's they're not people okay? with history of substance abuse. See, I think I would want to be called a recovering addict because... Shows it, that you're... Yeah, the, the stage of own it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I beat it. Or I mean, <laughs> these are descriptive <laughs> words. Now I'll give. Now I'll give you an example okay. of the contrary. Okay. okay? Which, yeah. which I was a little bit on the fence of. So as you know, my son has special needs. Yes. He has autism. Correct. He is. He is not. He does not have Downs. He does not have um, fragile X. Um, some of these other. And that, which, by the way, was why autism is so mysterious. So you can't see it on like a chromosome thing. But anyway, two different things. And in the past. What Adrian wasn't was referred to as mentally retarded. And that would and, and so that term went by the wayside because the word retarded it, it, Awful it means word. means less Awful means word. less. Right. And so I was okay with that yes. one. Sure. But but but, but, but that's it, that's common sense. Well, right. But but even that one didn't come out of some malevolence. It was just the word they used. And right. and so they changed right. it for the better. So fine. Right. So fine. But this we need descriptive terms. You know, we need. And, and so it, you're just confusing us now. Right. <laughs> right. So this person, the author has a. am going to read what he said or she said. I yeah. don't even know if it's a man or a woman. His response to this one was, well, then, if I go on vacation to Paris and come back, I'm a returning resident, not a convicted murderer. <laughs> rape victims are also now, quote, unquote, former justice-involved persons. Yet now the rapists are tossed under the same name as well by this categorization. See, so it's, ba- it's having the opposite effect. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? See, I actually think there may, there may be. See, this is the thing. The label is never the solution. There's something else is the solution, right? So if I were a convicted felon, and let's say, I don't know, I fucking stole a car, right. okay? And I was foolish, but it was Grand Theft Auto, yep. and I'm a felon. I think that's a felony. Anyway. It is. Okay. And so, and I serve three and a half years of prison, mm-hmm. and now I come back. The fact that that car theft might haunt me for the rest of my life might, would probably piss me off. Because sure. Because it's just a fucking car. I didn't sure. kill anybody, right? Um so, but the answer is just not to call me something different. The answer would be... How about be, call you Dave? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I mean, and there might be some instances where I have to disclose, because of the law, I have to disclose that I'm a felon. Fine. Then it, I, I might not agree with that, but I'll just do it. But it's not going to help by calling me something else. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. The next one... By the way, was, I'm not a felon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the next one I was going to talk about, but I'm not. I'm not going to, for fear of, again, being canceled myself. And, and you know me. I want to talk about a lot of things, but okay. I, I, I won't even touch this one because it's such a hot button 
hot button thing. This has been an Ed mystery moment. <laughs> right? This is one of the things where I will not go okay. there for fear of people on my front yard, you know, picketing my existence. All right, well, put a pin in it because maybe someday I'll get you drunk in the studio yes, and make you talk maybe, about it. maybe, okay. maybe. Right. Um, okay, the next is the religious austere Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. In the wake of President Trump's announcement that Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, the leader of radical Islam ISIS, was dead, the Washington Post, if you remember this, mm-hmm. covered the story by calling al-Baghdadi an austere religious scholar with wireframe glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I need to give you points for not making an Apu from Quickie Mart joke moments ago. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm afraid I just did. Right. No, he wasn't a, res- a religious austere scholar. He was a rapist, yep. mass murderer, terrorist, and, a man- and many other things. See, and it, God, I want to hear what you have to say. I just think, it. like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yep. And if you if you hate Trump, which many do, yeah, you just gave him ammunition. Oh, you, no you doubt. Just, right? And by the way, he took it. I heard Donald yeah. Trump Jr. use this as an example. You know what? He was right. Yeah. He was right. Why not call the guy a killer is what he is? Instead, yes. he tried to be politically correct. Now you're making... You know, they themselves took that down. They did, okay. Within an hour of it. Well, it was an honest... It, but it was not But an only honest after mistake. the outrage. Yeah. Yeah. They backed down to the, to the, again, the arbiters. And in this case, I think the arbiters were right. Yeah, I agree. You know, I have yeah. to say, as much as I hate that there's arbiters out there on social media who have, you know, at, you know, wet Willie Burgers, 153, whatever, has yep. the right to d- dictate this shit. But in this case, God bless him. I know. Yeah. Pick your battles, people. Right. OK. That was the wrong one. Next one is SpongeBob is racist, violent <laughs> and whitewashes rampage. Well, that's obvious, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> An article published by the New York Post covered the University of Washington professors Holly Barker and her belief that cartoon show SpongeBob SquarePants is racist, violent, and whitewashes U.S. military rampage. This is the quote. There is an absence of public discourse about the whitewashing of violent military activities through SpongeBob's occupation and reclaiming of the bottom of Bikini Atoll's lagoon. <laughs> We're talking about... Fu- right. <laughs> Exactly. So what? We're talking about a fictional sponge, cartoon right. sponge, yep. that lives on the bottom of the sea. And his last name is Squarepants. <laughs> well, which is spot on accurate, by the way. His pants are, in fact, square. Yes, yes. that's right. So, so what did he do wrong? So this is, this is what the article says. Her nonsensical opinion is based on the town in which SpongeBob and his friends live, Bikini Bottom. Yeah, Bikini Bottom. In the aftermath of the Second World War, the U.S. military moved natives off a constituent island of the Marshall Islands named Bikini Atoll so as to test nuclear weapons in the area. According to Barker, Bikini Atoll, if I'm saying that right, and a number of its neighboring islands remain too contaminated for habitation today. Right. Um, and the... Th- <laughs> I don't know. She says the author had to spin themselves into a pretzel to make that point. Yeah, they're obviously calling something. They're reading something way into it that isn't there. Right. But by the way, Tinky Winky was gay. <laughs> I actually think he, I actually think he was. Do you remember that controversy? Yes. It's yes. kind of a similar thing. Yes. Because the the religious right was screaming to much uh, to much ridicule. They were screaming that. Uh, Sp- uh, no, SpongeBob, uh, Tinky Winky, the member of the Teletubbies that happens to be purple, that happens yes. to have like an upside down triangle on his his right. head, 
They were was asexual. Gay. No, they were asexual. They were, they were asexual, and what happened was the religious right sounded like complete idiots. Yes. But here's the funny joke, though. If you watch Teletubbies, which please don't, but if you watch Teletubbies, he, there are a lot of jokes in there that I th- I have a feeling some of the staff of the writers, they were a couple gay Fucking guys. Fucking with everybody. Absolutely. Yeah, right, yeah. And yeah. it worked. Yeah. Because there's a there's a one where Tinky Winky bends over in a meadow, and there's this this thing, this like blow toy that you blow like, like on a birthday, you know, and the thing shoots all across the meadow and tickles Tinky Winky in the butt <laughs> as he's bending over and he goes oh i got tickled by a tutor <laughs> anyway uh all right so there's your list and the, the number one one was peloton ad we talked about already we did yeah yeah dave again i really i want the world to be a better place i want I everyone i want everyone to do whatever makes them happy yes i do yeah. and i want people to be sensitive to others and not assume anything you, but but you, shit like this is what drives me fucking crazy well to me, I know you don't like to go political, but just because it, it, it's in keeping with your point, I was raised by bleeding heart liberals. I consider myself, for the most part, a liberal, um, although more nuanced now than when I was a kid thinking just everything was Democrat and everything liberal was good. Um, now I look at stuff like this, and most of them are, come from the left and yet are pissing me off because that you could and with Such either with point. either political side you Such could a good so point. like I was with you until you went there like right. so you start with some good intentions like all people are equal therefore we can't say this and we can't say this okay well whoa 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 no you're going the opposite way right um yeah i remember talking to a civil rights lawyer once and he said that the irony of the 60s where everyone's saying free speech free speech is that they didn't actually want free speech but they they just wanted people to listen to the particular shit that they had to say which is where this right. all comes from right like uh, social media again has done a lot of good. It's let me keep in touch with people that I love to keep in touch with. It helps me with business. Yep. It, it's a lot of things are good about it. This is where I think the evil underbelly of social media comes into play. Like for example, a lot of politics that happen, and I'm not talking about my views here, but a lot of politics that happen are dictated by a group of maybe five to 6,000 very vocal people on Twitter. Yeah. Or on other platforms, (laughs) who the outrage mob, one way or the other, right or left, right? right? And people are responding to that, thinking that that's the people. Like, again, whatever you think about the election of the 2016 election, of what happened, there's a perfect example of the real world isn't on Twitter talking about this shit. Yeah. But the media and the people reporting on it thought it was, and that Hillary had it in the bag Mm -hmm. because of all these people bashing Trump on these things. But yeah, real world yeah. does not operate on fucking Twitter. And that's what that's the, the that's where the media can become irresponsible. And usually I don't like picking on the media, but in turning something into a thing when it really isn't a thing. Right. You know, like um, like, you know, the so and so called so and so a native of Africa on this broadcast. I'm making this up. Yeah. Here's what Twitter had to say. And so the reporter goes and picks five <laughs> random tweets from right, five fucking right, assholes right. in their basement that are outraged. That does not represent the populace. The populace might have been like, that was no fucking big deal. Absolutely not. And that's why everyone was so surprised when Trump won back then, because how could this be? Right. Well. Yeah. Yeah, Because the the real world is um, places that we don't necessarily think of. And it's it's not a few people screaming on Twitter. No, no. And so again, um, I'd love to be part of this this arbiter, the group and how they're nominated. I want to learn how this happens, where people dictate the culture online. Well, the happy thing is you don't have to be dictated by it is what you're saying. Right. Like just, you know. But people are. I know. 
We all live in fear now of saying the wrong thing and upsetting somebody. Look at Peloton. They came out with an ad and with no I guarantee there was no intention of what people thought. Do you agree with that? No. No matter where you come down, no matter what you think about their intentions, I guarantee their intention wasn't to piss people off and be sexist. I wouldn't be surprised if it was actually sort of based on a true anecdote that someone said, you know what, my husband gave me that, and at first I was, that would be a cool story to tell, and and it it really did change my life around. I fucking love the Peloton. Let's do that little story. But some fucking vocal a-holes, whatever they think, had to get out there and be the outrage mob with the pitchforks and... and Peloton is telling you you might want to buy a Peloton. That's what they're telling you. They're not trying to tell you that women should be kept imprisoned. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, they, don't, they don't give a shit about Absolutely. that, really. Absolutely. You know? And again, it's I like, say to all the people who are saying this about the commercial, and again, maybe it's because I'm a man. What We don't know what happened 20 minutes yeah, before that. Right. Maybe, or weeks before that, when she said, oh, I'd love a Peloton for Christmas. Yeah. Well, and, you know, <laughs> and it's not real, people. It's fiction. It's you can actors. You can imagine whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I had, I was interested uh, when there was some criticism over the movie Rain Man, which is actually based on a true individual. There was? With, I missed this. Yeah, and because Raymond has certain savant powers, um, people said, well, this makes it look like all people with autism have all these superpowers. Ugh. And it's like, no, it's one story. It's a story. It's a nice story. Take it for what it's worth. <sighs> Yeah, they, yeah. All right. Rant over. Rant over. I'm yeah. sorry. And again, like, I'm just trying to be a nice person in this world. So don't cancel <laughs> me, please, arbiters of culture. Don't cancel Dave. I like him. He's a good guy. We come from a good place. We do. Until next time. Love to you. At, <laughs> at Ed Nathanson on Twitter, at Ed underscore Nathanson on Instagram, at Are You Not Entertained on Instagram, Ed Nathanson on LinkedIn, redpilltalent.com. Are you not entertained? SpongeBob is racist and whitewashes rampage.